So, so we started off in Sri Lanka last week, and we are jumping to West Africa. I have two of my Sams or <laughs> mates, <laughs> which means friends, yeah, from Sierra Leone, Yonisa mm-hmm. yep. and Thomas. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much. Bro. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how you guys been? It's been quite some time since. Yeah. Been. <laughs> it has been okay. Yeah. Relatively, like, okay. Okay. No problems. <laughs> and um, you guys are medical students. First year, yeah. like yeah. me. Finished but far last year into the, how do you say, out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Medical life. So how's it been for you, Anissa? <laughs> Well, um, you know, being in a new country, it has a lot of challenges and difficulties, especially with the language. I mean, finishing... In Russian, you guys are learning in Russian. studying in Russia. I mean, just imagine how that looks like. I mean, you're you're not expected to learn a language in one year and then be fluent as your classmates. It's really as its challenges, but we are trying to um, adapt with the systems and trying to get to that point where we can be comfortable with learning in Russia. Because, I mean, sometimes you just get tired of the classes and feel I like know, running man. away. Yes. I go through the same shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're to the curve. Exactly. So, and where were you, man? How has it been, the medical life in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> it has been, um, it has been okay, relatively, but at times it hasn't been nothing like i expected mm. it's it's really unpredictable it goes it swings at times like there's okay. a really big swing from left to right if it's probably if it's a seesaw back and forth <laughs> just like that and what was your expectation when you were coming to russia well what did you have in mind to be honest with you the medical faculty in russia is difficult the medical faculty in russia is quite quite difficult um, relatively, like compared to mine, to yeah. ours back home, like ours, it's yeah, it's difficult, but it's our system, right? Now, you, and it's in English, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can attest to the fact that probably I can, I can be sure of that, like maybe your medical, um, not medical system, your educational system right. in your country also is quite different from yeah, Russia's. Definitely, definitely. So you've got a lot of adaptations to do, right. a lot of adaptations, and the most. The most tedious thing is you've got to deal with another man's language. Oh. Studying another man's language, compete with another man in his language. Yeah. So that's the thing. Exactly. And it's really and, tough. <laughs> and like compete in his environment. And exactly. Yeah. In his environment. That's a very that's, great that's, point. That's a difficult thing. So at this point, I'm not thinking about competing with my classmates. I just want to do my <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> just want to get to the like, like to be To be honest with you, that's a point that I think like every foreigner should take. Yeah. Not not taking into consideration that you can just like relax. Right. But mm-hmm. if you say you want to compete with them, it might lead you to the wrong ways. But, you're gonna yeah. be depressed every day of the week. If you do I, that. I can be. Sh- I can be. Sh- I can be so sure. Like I can speak for myself, but I'm quite sure that he also like probably has the same thing. We just try to be okay. Yeah. Like because we can. Some of them, yeah, we can do better. There are times we can really go hard with them in classes. But then if we try to force issues by saying we're trying like, it'll be... Yeah, you're putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. Punching above your weight. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you end up punching. In the first round. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. You you don't have to go too hard. Yeah. You don't have to go too hard. It's That's where the problem... But 
we're coping. That's good to hear. That's we're really coping. Hear. And uh, like I heard, like uh, medical life gets better the longer you stay here. And ah. I hope that is true for the case. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's true we've for heard you. that. We've heard that too. <laughs> to be honest with you, we've heard that too. But uh, we haven't seen it yet. So we're hoping <laughs> for it. Yeah, I hope it too. Like journalists, I mean exactly easier but i think you guys obviously have to put more time than me just yeah, because yeah. it's medicine and it's this, <laughs> it's like this ocean where you you don't know where the end is kind of in a way yeah so yeah let's uh, let's talk about sierra leone and, uh, where are you from in sierra leone uh i grew up in a in a town in uh in sierra leone called kenema i spent most of my years there kenema yes yeah. it's okay. like well, got this hierarchy of towns, like the third town or so. It's in the east part of the country. Okay. Yeah, so I spent about, was it um, 11 years there? Uh-huh. So I basically say I grew up there. You are like, you're native Kenema. Yeah, no, but, my but you nat- have like a backstory to it. Yes, yeah, it is. It's that. a big twist. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a really big twist. So if in any way I'm not, I'm not connected to mm-hmm. Kenema, but now I am yeah. because that's where I Born grew. and bred. I wasn't born there. You weren't born there. So that's totally true. Where were you born? <laughs> okay. I, basically, yeah, this Sierra Leonean thing now. I wasn't born in Sierra Leone. Okay. Uh, first, I was born in another West African country, which is Ghana. Ghana, okay. But I grew up in Sierra Leone, so uh-huh. I'm Sierra Leonean. Uh-huh. My father is Sierra Leonean. Just that, probably, if you look at it from another angle, you might say probably where you were born. That's your yeah. native, mm-hmm. but. I'm Sierra Leonean, and I grew up in a part of Sierra Leone where my father has no like ties, okay. maybe ethnic ethnically, okay, because his ethnicity is from another, it's like from the capital town ah, of the country, which is yeah. Freetown, I believe. Exactly, yeah. you're learning, bro. <laughs> I did my research, son. <laughs> and um, so, so you grew up there, and that's on the east side. Of that's the east, Leone. yeah. And what happened after eleven years? Uh, I moved to the free town mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know of. The so. biggest city. I yeah. Oh, no, it's not, not the, the biggest. biggest. It's not <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> he knows, actually the he knows, he knows really? more. One of the smallest. Yeah, it's One actually small, but it's the most developed. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's just it. In terms of population, it's not the biggest. Is that what we're trying no, to say? Population, no, population, population-wise, no. it's isn't no, it the most crowded? Yeah, maybe, maybe. It, I'm not sure. In terms of size, if we're talking about land size, size no, it's it's, it's, not. it's not actually that okay, big. It's not size. that big. So why do you go to Freetown for education? Yeah, like you know, take a, taking another step. I would have gone to Freetown earlier than I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but things slow down a bit. Like uh, each level, I had to like, okay, let me just stay and complete this level. Right. Because everything, oh well. It's like most things that are in Freetown and other towns, like the other towns, more developed towns in our country. Just like maybe the universities, maybe the main ones are located in Freetown. So I just had to... So it was only for that point, the university point, that I had to go Go to... to Freetown. Yeah, for two years, just just two years. Uh And then Russia happened. Yeah. So That's what they all said. Yeah. We're like, okay. And uh, what about you, Yunisa? What's your story? Well, my story is a pretty short one. I've always been in Freetown. Okay. I was born, You're born in Freetown. Freetown. I was raised in Freetown. Okay. I was actually thinking that maybe I would die in Freetown. <laughs> and then Russia happened. And then the Russians invited you here. Yes. Yeah, no. Like, like you already said, Freetown is a, 
it's actually one of the smallest cities in Sierra Leone. It's really surprising. I, mean, I thought it was like the biggest. Yes. No, what happened is that when, you know, Sierra Leone is actually a British colony. Yeah. So uh, I think that the our colonial masters, if I can say that, they were actually concerned with keeping a small colony. So it happens uh, it happened that uh, when they uh, discovered freedom, right. it was actually bought by some sort of Limba chief. Actually, Limba is a, um, so one of uh, a local. Like a, uh, it's like a local tribe. tribe. Oh, tribes, yeah. okay. Like a local tribe in Sierra Leone. I mean, at that area, it was actually owned by some sort of Limba chief, and then they bought it from him, and then they started um, making a colony from that part. Uh-huh. And then I, I think at, at a point in time they expanded their territory uh-huh. uh, into the protectorate and then they got accounted. Uh-huh. I mean, the British were not so concerned with um, the, like getting a huge piece of land. They were not concerned with about right. that. They just want like a port where they yeah, can export exactly. the Exactly. And Sigalun was actually a strategic place. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, it's actually located around the coast. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's the like, Atlantic Exactly. Coast. Exactly. And it was actually a, a, a very important point for like a point where they established this transatlantic slave trade. You heard about it, yes. So it was that strategic place that they used. So it's a small country. It's a small city. I lived in a small city. I... I'm actually was exposed to small traditional stops in the right. city. It's not something that's you know flamboyant or so. It's just ah, simple, cause, simple life. Because when I was doing the, like, it's pretend like the biggest city on the map. So I really I thought that since it's the capital, it'd be like the biggest, most. It's the most developed. Yeah, it's the most developed. I expect yeah. like it to be the biggest. No, learn something new. Yeah. Sierra Leone uh, on itself, it's a small country. Yeah, yeah. It's, a really, it's a very small country. Really small country we we don't know until we leave the country <laughs> but we know we have in our minds that it's a small country it's not right. a large one right. but then when we get out the country and yeah we read everything in the maps we see right. how small a country is compared to other countries on the map but then when we leave our country and like probably go to other countries and basically compare land size to like moving and all the stuff like that you know that you've been in a really small place but it's yeah. it's, it's small but it's enjoyable it's nice it's it's got beautiful. everything. It's, That's the word for it. It's, it's like a pizza. Yeah, it's mixed with a lot of you know flavors. Yes, yeah, flavors. Mm, yeah, so that's it's really flavors. it's really a nice place. You know, I, I love it. So we're gonna explore that pizza today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, so. Oh. Could you tell us about the history of Sierra Leone? Like, let's. He knows better. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you told, the, the transatlantic slave trade was an important yeah. part of that. But if you predate that, go before, what? Where did Sierra Leone come from? What? What were the people there? What's their story? Wow, that's a very big question. Uh, let's see. How far can I go? I mean. Like, I, I don't need like uh, university level history like that. But like, what do you what do you thought about your history from your parents and from your teachers, and school, and other stuff? Uh, yeah. So like Sierra Leone. I mean, there was a point in time. If I can go a little bit further, mm-hmm. a little bit back to European history. I mean, uh, the time when the Europeans were trying to explore mm-hmm. the oceans, right. like they were trying to go overseas. Right. 
like at at a point in time there were no um navigational system right like there was this uh archaic system that they were using they, they could not get to another point right so like maybe in this um 1462 i think maybe around those uh era um a portuguese sailor he managed to develop a navigational system that got him across that got him to west africa so when he got to west africa he came um to a, a land that was actually surrounded by mountain looking um valleys or so okay. so when he saw the mountains he decided to call it sierra leone it's in portuguese which means sierra leone like it means lion mountains oh, yeah. mountain of the lions yeah, yeah mountain lion of mountain. lions oh okay yeah. um, so sierra leone is a portuguese name yeah, yeah sort of derived from a portuguese sort of. yeah. word of sierra leone phrase. yeah okay but actually sierra leone is a spanish name oh it's a spanish name yeah but sierra leone is portuguese sierra oh, okay. close. yeah leo is portuguese leo is yeah, Spanish. Spanish. So the, yeah. 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 Okay. So I I think uh that's how it started like in 1462 we got the name and then what happened during those period I don't actually know maybe it was so the, this area where people just come um like it, it was like a port yeah. you just come and you offload you do what you want to do right. I mean interact with maybe the coastal people around and right. then you you go back Right. So it was not I don't think that anything happened or if anything happened I don't know <laughs> okay so, so you guys like uh, what about the tribal history predating the European arrival ah tribal history let's see actually the Europeans when they first came they came in contact with coastal peoples right the coastal people around and the coastal people at that time i think they are the bolom the gola they were like tribes yes okay. the kimbona they i think they are close to extinct I, I, i'm i'm sure the the bolom the gola they yeah, came yeah they're close, close to, to extinct close, they're close they're re- basically if like most of them have like uh like maybe integrated themselves into yes, other tribes, to other tribes. Mm-hmm. yes so like they're getting extinct the language i don't think it's And that it's, it's it's very difficult for you to hear the, the tribe being yeah. spoken oh. in the country yeah. okay you know? yeah i think that's missed with mm-hmm. identity yeah so. Okay. So, so it's like losing your identity because it's like salt getting in water and the crystals. What are they losing it to? To other languages. To other languages. All the dominant, dominant language. tribes. Dominant yeah. 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 yeah, Mende. Yeah, Mende. Timini. Yes, Mende. Yeah, but mostly Mende, Mende. because they, I think they bond well probably with the Mendes, I could say. Oh. It was actually bonding, I should say. <laughs> well, it's like the Mendes to... actually took over their land. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where like did that. they come from? I mean, were they native to the Sierra Leone land? The Mendes. Yeah. No, the Mendes the actually came. They came from somewhere else. Was it Mali? Yeah, close to Mali. Like this thing oh. that they had the Mali invasion. Oh, I yeah. mean, they came. Uh, I think there was a queen. Actually, some sort of history. Okay. A queen called uh, Queen Masariko. She was uh, maybe a queen in Mali, I think, and she was driven or something. Some historians say she was driven. Some say that she decided to leave, mm-hmm. and then she came with a lot of followers. Ah. I mean, these followers were actually some sort of a little bit old style. I mean, yeah, yeah they're like, like warriors and stuff, yeah. old style, okay. yes. Okay. So when they came with these smaller tribes, they just captured them and just bring them into their culture and oh. then that messed up a lot of things. Uh, so it's like, it, the, it's kind of like an assimilation of the native 
tribal who they and the Malian yeah. Yeah. tribe which was brought there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really Presently they're core Sierra Leoneans. Yeah, they're not Sierra Leoneans. Yeah, they're actually the dominant Sierra Leoneans. Yeah, we're core. Yeah, we're also core Sierra Leoneans. But <laughs> these are the dominant uh, tribes. And one but, of the largest tribes in Sierra Leone. It's actually the yes, largest. Yes, it's the largest. And does this tribal divisions exist at this point of time? It's, it only exists, basically, the difference in tongue, maybe the language, but Sierra Leone is a highly, highly uh, tolerant country in terms yeah. of everything you can think of. Language, religion. Religion. It's, you know, it's really tolerant because of what we've experienced in the past. So we let a lot of things go in the present because, you know. Okay. Yeah, we will get back to that. But okay, that, that's okay. one part which I really want to okay, explore. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, so what are the languages? That's something which I really want to check out because you guys, I think, have the most coolest language ever. <laughs> I'll tell you the story. So we were watching the um, Champions League final, right? Bayern uh, Munich was PSG. Yeah, yeah, PSG, yeah. And I was at the bar with these guys and Yunus wasn't there. But yeah. all his yeah, mates he, there. he wasn't there, right? Yeah, yeah he wasn't there. Okay. But all his mates were there. And then what happened was that yeah. I was sitting mm-hmm. and these guys started talking in, they call it Creole. Yeah. Pigeonly Creole, which yeah, is it's 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 uh, in our country the language is like Creole, but it's, it's very similar to Pigeon. Like Nigerians call it Pigeon. pigeon. It's theirs is Pigeon, pigeon? Yeah. ours is deeper. So yeah. it's for us, it's like a language. language. Yeah, yeah, not just like something broken. Yeah, for them, it's not a tribe. In yeah. our country, it's a tribe. It's a tribe. Ah, yes, okay. yeah. It's one of the ethnic groups. So okay, so I don't know Creole, but as an English speaker, I felt like I can kind of feel everything you guys are saying but I can't understand shit that's the thing (laughs) we love we love that feeling (laughs) we love it when you get that feeling like English speakers are like why the fuck am I understanding (laughs) you hear the you hear the words like you know the English words in it but you can't place them it's like they're dislocated (laughs) that's that's the thing exactly (laughs) can you guys demonstrate this can you guys speak in Creole I'll try to guess I'll try to guess okay okay um it is after we do it. I will say they go. Okay, 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 so what did you understand from that? Um, in here, we outside, we are gonna go. <laughs> okay, something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Something like that. What, what do you guys say? What do you guys say? Okay, I asked him after here where he where are we gonna oh, go after here. Okay. So you heard the the word like after yeah 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 outside. 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 Yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam, 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 Sam it's like uh, you can call everybody Everybody's of your, not like elderly people, everybody yeah, of, of your, your friend group. Yeah. yeah so I, I asked this question. So if there's a person who's actually named Sam, <laughs> what are you gonna call him? <laughs> <laughs> well, we call him Sam. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically we'll just Sam. double it. Sam, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Square. Yeah, there are people that name Sam in our country. Some people are named Samuel. Uh-huh. Just call it Sam at times yeah, Sam. if they've got that way of calling themselves at home. Okay. And then the others are actually just Sam. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you guys call the girls. 
Yeah, we, yeah. No, that's not that, respectful that, way yeah, to go. Exactly. Girls. And, and that, don't do it. That part is actually getting a little bit extinct. Extinct. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. It was. It's something now because the ladies are getting. I could say a little bit. Well, not a little bit. They're really getting to the point where they deserve more. Yeah, I, I don't think calling another person is the kind of thing to do. It's a uh, no, no. We don't, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't, we don't do that yet. Yeah, we don't, we don't. <laughs> Whoa, that's interesting. And so the thing about Creo is, as I was doing my reading, I read that there were these former slaves from United States, Canada, and West Indies yeah. who were brought back to West Africa. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they brought with them their kind of Creole of English. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is how this language was kind of formed yeah. in Sierra Leone. Yeah. What's true. your view on that? What do you, how do you guys see that? Well, um, like you said, there was this time, like during the end of the abolition of slave trade, mm-hmm. I mean, the the last cargo that were that were actually captured mm-hmm. um by the british because after slave trade was abolished i mean some people were still engaged in it so um the last cargo that was captured it had a lot of people from nigeria like those people that were captured along the coast of west right. africa also and then the the thing about Creole people, it's not just one set of people. Right. Yeah. yeah because I think the first badge of um the first settlers that were actually shipped from England, the Black mm-hmm. Pop, they're actually part of the Creole tribe. And also there was a second wave from England. That's from England. The second wave from England that was actually shipped also. Um no, I think the second wave was from Jamaica. Uh, the yeah. Nova Scotians, because uh, yeah, Nova Scotians yeah, yeah. actually from Jamaica. Well. Yeah, exactly. And also there was a third batch, the Maroons. They were actually also close to Jamaica, I think. <laughs> those land, those uh, around those areas. Best yeah, areas. And then the last yeah. cargo that I spoke about, those that they, they, that they, that they captured mm-hmm. uh, after the abolition of slavery. Yeah. Those made up the Creole language. So And the Creole tribe. Yeah, the Creole yes, tribe. Yeah, yes. so, so, would it be fair to say the Creole tribe is not an indigenous African tribe, but it's an assimilation no. of a lot of, yeah, yes. lot of slaves, yeah. former yes, slaves former who came slave. back to yeah, Africa? Yeah. Just like yeah. the language itself is not an indigenous African, African it's language mixed, like it's, it's mixed it's you know mixed with a lot of flavors like you know, the British the yeah the British uh, broken language yeah the language is really deep and it's and the, the Jamaican also yeah. the Jamaican yeah. flavor yeah. it's in it that makes it quite unique that's Yoruba like. also like, like Spanish yeah like, it's mixed up <laughs> okay yeah. like the the Creole the like when the, like Unisa uh, was just saying, these different people from parts of the world, the different slave trades and everything that they ended up in Sierra Leone, yeah. like the direct descendants, like that were actually born and raised by these people and kept on with that, that like that, you know, trend going on. When they actually speak the Creole, there are still some existing in some parts of the country, like where they act, where they were, like they actually were centered, like when. 
uh, the Slatery came back to Australia in parts yeah. like Aberdeen, like in yeah, Freetown, yeah. like the parts like Aberdeen, Gloucester, Leicester, like there's still this direct Aberdeen, yeah, like, yeah, Aberdeen, Aberdeen, yeah. Like, like you know, Aberdeen the was town Aberdeen, yeah. yeah. We've, we've got, got we've got Liverpool Street in our country, Liverpool Street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got yeah. Ferguson yeah. Street in Ferguson our country, yeah, yeah. yeah. in in Freetown. I'm gonna piss on Liverpool Street. Okay, when I come to Freetown, so like there's all this thing. So we've got still this direct descendants, mm, like yeah. still like you know continuing that thre- that trend of ah. people like still raising their ma- mother, father, and everything. So like when they speak this Creole language, it's really they've got this this vibe to it. You know, oh, how, how do you feel? How it's, is it different from the way you guys? It's, it's somehow quite different. We all understand yeah, it. Yeah. It we all understand it, but it's deep. It's deep. Deep, and it's, and I don't understand. Deep in the sense it's, you feel it's there. real. Like you, you, you the, the accent. The accent is different. That the is one, too. and there are some words that they use that no, normally people don't yeah, use in the country. Like, oh. There are some phrases. The yeah. phrases that they use, we don't normally use them. Like general people oh. in the country or from other tribes don't use them. Like some phrases and just like these ways of explaining things and are very yeah, in proverbs. <laughs> in proverbs you know, that's what they say because Creole people they are very. Uh, what's what like you say, wise in the uh, yeah, 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 they use a lot of you know, proverbs. In they're really, the, you know, because they've got this way of explaining things. They use that, a language in a way which makes it very, how do you say, fascinating for you guys? Yeah, very fascinating. It's yeah. the same language, but that they decode it yeah. in words that you've got to probably think first. But if maybe you've come across the phrase once or twice, right. you can know exactly. Yeah. But there are times you you know what he's trying to say. Most of the times it's a warning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's actually clear, by the way. So he knows what he's talking about. Most of the times I've got grandpas that are exactly from this. They can just say a particular phrase and you are like, why can't you just tell me this thing directly? <laughs> the talking tongues. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's, it's, at times it's, it's interesting, but then wow. if you know if you're interested, Trouble, it's something that is going to get you maybe a little bit jittery. But it's nice, though. It's really nice. That's really cool. It's really nice. And so that is like real Creole. But the but I also feel like Creole is like the most widely spoken language yeah, in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like a general language. People now say in the country it's a general language. Right. I think up to about 80, nearly Almost 90%. everybody speaks. Yeah, everybody speaks. Yeah, yeah. That's just it connects a, all the tribes more than English. So yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to draw a division between English and Creole, right? It's completely two different languages. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah. And Creole is like the more widely spoken one between all the tribes and all the subgroups yeah. in Sierra Leone. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if we can go back to the, uh, the topic of slavery during the 1800s, mm-hmm. so we like we were also a colony of England, some parts of India. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I don't know why they didn't like ship us off. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably your land was favorable. I mean, India is already big. I mean, it's, it's really it's big. It's really so. big. So I don't know where they maybe take because you the guys. market was the North America, right, and West uh, Africa was closer to North oh, America. Maybe that's. Yeah. Why. I'm not quite sure. I need to look up on that. But my question is, how did like the British? Where did they acquire slaves from? Who did they buy the slaves from? Or did they like directly go to some place and? 
take slaves. Oh, slavery, that's a very horrific story. It is. Yeah, but is. I, I And think something which I don't know a lot about, so I want, wish to learn more about it. Yeah, I think it's from like the places like England and America, actually. It's where I think it started. Mm. Like the... Um, okay, in those times where like uh, people of our color, like, you know, not indigents of England mm-hmm. and America and tried to probably like relocate to those places. So there was actually the time where it's um, really... Um, so these were the people that were brought back to our shores, okay. our country in in a, in like in a manner of slavery now. Not, they were free men, I could say, but they were before enslaved there. Right. So eventually they were brought back to our country because the British actually were uh, like, I could say, was it maybe capturing or making countries their own in those times? So they were moving around Africa and other parts of the world. So they were bringing in people that they could use to like enforce yeah. their, their reign or their rule. And these people were actually the people that first formed like the, 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 the like I could say the core of the country, but then they were Which brought country? in as, uh, like Sierra Leone, for okay. example. Okay. They were brought in as slaves. Right. So they, from other parts of Africa? Yeah. Okay. No, no, not from America. Former colonies of England. England, yes, they exactly. They were brought back to were, Sierra Leone. Yeah, they were brought in as slaves. So that's actually how it came about. They were initially, because these people were brought in like on ships and their boats right. through the water medium, because in those days there were, were no. So they were brought in and then that was how slavery began. But as time went on, uh, what happened, what didn't happen, they actually started gaining freedom in ways that, and it actually started, the slave trade started actually going extinct, and these people that <clears throat> were actually enslaved started gaining the freedom eventually, and it started going, you know, obsolete, obsolete, and then eventually it was over, and we were glad that maybe our great-grandfathers probably was during their times, probably one or two, maybe generations down that, or two or three or four generations down that actually totally ended. Just like, you can just say maybe the... Totally ended as in the... The slavery totally oh, ended. ended. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the slavery totally. Because if if you if I could ask my grand parent, she might have like, ex- not like directly experienced, but seen maybe what happened, maybe why she was uh-huh. younger, so, or maybe her father, maybe my great-grandparent's father uh-huh. <clears throat> might have in a way experienced or seen these, or, you know... He would have been part of that system of slavery. Yeah, it it, it actually extended. It was, it like, it was getting better and better. Okay, it's just like racism in uh, in let's say America, right. for example, it's getting better, right. but it's still existing. So the way it is now is actually better off than the way it was 100 yep. years ago. Definitely. So people 100 years back have a better, like direct experience or touch on them of racism than we do now. Racism from the British, you're saying? Uh, well, racism from like, I'm taking um, like American now as a case study. Okay. Yeah. So going years back, it's a little bit better. 
it's a little bit better now than going years back. Who was like who were the racist people you're talking about hundred years back in Sierra Leone? Were there settlers there in Sierra Leone who were controlling the country? You're talking about those people. The the settlers. I mean the col- colonialists. Yeah, they were. You're talking they about were. these the racism the, from the colonialists who were in Sierra Leone. Well, well, it's not the word racism, but like the, the slavery. System. Yeah, okay. the slave system. Yeah, right. they were the the colon the, the the our colonials actually. Right. They were the ones. Definitely, they were the ones that. Uh, like put this into like enforcing everything. Enforcing, yeah, enforce like, in a way. Well, English. it's it's enforcing because yeah, slavery is. is like. Enforcing your will on somebody on else. On somebody else, obviously. Yeah. But my question goes to the root of it. Like, how does a free person in Africa become a slave? As far as you guys. Know. Uh. Well, as I said, it's very horrific. I mean, these people. It's as slavery was basically a business. Yes. As actually, what you should know. So. Yeah. In order for you to make profit from your business, you have to go to the extreme measures to get your slave. I mean, at first it was very common. It was they they would just come to the chiefs in the the tribal chiefs, yeah the tribal chiefs, and then they would give them some money, uh-huh. and then they'll get some slave because slavery was actually common. Like in, in ancient people. societies, it, in was yeah. it was very common. Yeah, it was just so, something created by white people, but yeah. it, it was so, just perfected by them. Yeah, so if <laughs> because they were the ones purchasing, but we yeah. were giving ourselves like, like selling. That selling. was one way. Because that it happened. Yeah. One way. I, I, I think uh, from some examples, I can say that if let's say one tribe defeats mm-hmm. another tribe it, in yeah, battle, they own the tribe, yeah, and then they take all the people of the set, the defeated tribe as slaves. Yes, yeah. that's kind of that, that used common. to be the system in the ancient world it's not yeah, something common. which is how do you say it novel to the since the, the Europeans came to yeah. mm-hmm. our colonies yeah. but and then they yeah. were being sold to the British for yeah. money but then again, when they don't, when they when they don't succeed in getting the, the slaves from the chiefs, right. I mean, what do you think that would happen? They would just come around and made raids, make ambush, and then yeah. captured mass amounts of people from um, West Africa, mass amounts of um, children, women, male. I mean, they capture whatever they can, right. trying to make the business profitable. Right. I mean, they would just take these people from the coast, maybe, I think it was all, mostly around the coast and the oh, interland. West Africa. Yeah, West Africa. Mm-hmm. And then, because it's close to yeah. their ships, I mean, close they just captured... And one, the Atlantic Ocean, South yeah, America's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. North America's there. It's, yeah, makes yeah, sense. So, they captured them, they packed them in cargoes, like you pack loads of shipment and stuff. Right. That was how horrific it was to pack them in cargoes right. and then maybe some die along the way or just throw yeah, them out yeah, yeah. the ships something like that like dehumanize people treat yep. them as cargo basically yep. it, it was actually because of the the how should I say the demand for um, industry in yeah. America because America was like this uh, new world that was yeah, discovered yeah i mean it was discovered because it had a lot of natural resources a yeah, right. lot of land and right. farms stuff i mean there was no industrial revolution at that time right. i mean no machines right so we we had the machines yeah so they just captured and then they take them to england 
that's the transatlantic slave trade because it's like a triangle. Take oh. them from Sierra Leone. And then go directly to the United States. No, no. It went no. to England. Went to England first. Uh-huh. And then from England, they would ship them to America. Uh-huh. So like England was this middleman. Yeah, England was the center yeah, point. Exactly. I mean, it's the land was basically, the, I mean, let me say Sierra Leone at that time or, or some part of West Africa because I will not just say Sierra Leone some part of West Africa was that land maybe the British considered to be some sort of um, how should I say like a port mm. so it was basically theirs I mean they would just take them go to England ship them to America that's yeah. like our slave trade the transatlantic slave trade that's how it operated yeah Damn. It's a really horrific story. I remember slave trade was over 400 years ago. Yeah. 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 But we are still living with the implications of it to this day. Yeah. It might Across say. Across the world. Yeah. <laughs> I might say. There's a lot of identities that are lost. lost. Because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my next question. So, yeah. would an African person who came back from the United States be able to trace back his lineage to the United mm-hmm. States or England? For example, if you guys have any relatives, would they be able to tell exactly that? I used to be a slave, or my father used to be a slave once upon a time in the United States or in North America, and then he came back. Do you guys have some, like, not you guys, but in general, have a record of that history? You you could, you could be able to trace your lineage. I think you can be able to, but it's not something I think that the government helps you with nope. or the country can help you with. <laughs> no. You do it by yourself, but it's, it's something that's really, it, it could be difficult, but it can be done easily also because the thing about Sierra Leone is we've got this, um, the family stuff, it's, uh, you can easily know your family members. Because basically, the country is a small country with a very minimum po- uh, population. So How much? Uh, 7 million. Seven million. My state has 34 million. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? That's India for you, sir. So that's like um, nearly five times our country. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you can know your family members easily. And even if you don't want to know, trust me, if you're from the States and you go back, you're going to know them. <laughs> even in the United States? Yeah, if you were from the States, maybe after you went there, after you were take after your um, ancestors, ancestors were taking their slaves and you were not like one of the lucky unlucky ones, whatever angle you look at it from, to come back, right. you actually were there now, you grew up there and everything, and you eventually ended up finding out that you were... Like your ancestor was from Sierra Leone, brought as a slave to maybe the US or so, uh-huh. and then you decide to come back to Sierra Leone to find your roots. Right. Definitely, when you come back, you're now an American, I could say, come back. You're going to know your if you've if you've actually kept any connections right. or communications with family members back home, or if your dad extended something to your grand, your granddad extended something to your dad, and your right. dad to you and. <laughs> like taught you that maybe Sierra Leone is your home you've got family members there people still that you're connected to right. and you still and you can find those people you can yeah, you definitely actually, can so, you, do you, so do you like know of Americans who come back trying to find you yeah, yeah, yeah. there's def- a new technology yeah. right now mm-hmm. that they use DNA to trace uh-huh. your roots uh, it's very common how accurate is it can you find like it's, family? it's accurate I mean you there are so many actors okay. there are many actors right now okay, who are you, trying to like, like for example now Idris Elba yeah, no, I, Idris yeah Elba. that's it that's it I, I got that on my research too so <laughs> 
question. Uh-huh. He should be the next James Bond. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. He's, he's a he's, he's a great actor. And he's from I mean his father's from Sierra Leone. Yeah, yeah. his father is his father's from Sierra Leone. Yeah, so so he eventually had to trace his route back, you know. So that's what we're just talking about. Now he was what born in England, right? Yeah, yeah. Born, born in England, grew up in England, married the got kids there oh, and everything. Yeah. So and he's got the Elba name is actually Sierra Leonean. Well really? basically a British name, but it's Sierra Leonean yeah. because we have Elbas in our Oh yeah, the Elbas yeah. in our country. Idris is that Idris is Idris. also a name. We've got it's Idrissa. 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 Yeah. My brother's name is Idrissa. <laughs> so, I'm sorry? My brother's name is it's it's Idrissa. Your border. My brother's Idris, like, like, like broad, brother, brother, like brother. brother. <laughs> I said, <laughs> 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 not Granite, <laughs> <laughs> like Frey. With <laughs> <laughs> the accent, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's actually Sierra Leonean in yeah. a way. He has a citizenship yeah. now. In Sierra Leone, yeah. yeah. He went, he went yeah. home and got his because ah. basically it was English, but he knew his roots, found That's his true. roots, came back, got a citizenship. And, and, Think a lot, like at least now, a lot of mainstream people in mm. media kind of want to respect their African roots. Yeah, African yeah, American, yeah, and yeah, yeah, English, exactly. yeah, uh, African actors, sportsmen, and all these people. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, like a lot of players, like um, have, there are these stories of a lot of people succeeding in societies which are not particularly meant for them to succeed like let's say Marcus Rashford Manchester United and they are like really proud and Adam and Bissaka they're kind of proud about the African heritage and they make a point of talking about it whenever they have the okay, so what African country is Rashford uh, um, like connected um, uh, to again uh, uh, his dad is from Africa I don't quite I'm not quite, quite remember okay but um, I don't quite remember, man. Yeah, I think Wambisaka is... Uh, is it from what, Congo or something? Like, I don't know, Wambisaka. Again, I need to check. I don't quite Yeah, they've got African yeah, connections, heritage, definitely. <clears throat> and while we're talking about Idris Elba, I think most people, at least from India, who have... who uh, Can I be honest? I don't think most people in India would know about Sierra Leone. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's a fact. <laughs> not only in India. Not only India. <laughs> there, there are people, definitely, when, like, in Russia, there are people, when you, you like, say your country's name, our country's name to them, they'll, they'll be like, you'll definitely see the surprise or the shock on their yeah, faces. Yeah. Uh, it's like that, is, that, that is that one a country? And no, most people have no idea of yeah. anything about us. Not only our existence, take our existence away, like what language do we speak? What part of the world are we exactly. in? Okay, we are looking at... To be honest, I need to check the map. Which part of Africa? You yeah. find it that so, easy. Yeah. So we're in West Africa and there are other countries in West Africa. They're, like Ghana. They're, yeah, Ghana, Nigeria. Like and their natives are actually, the natives that are actually like the citizens of right. this country that maybe in other parts of the world, right. they... Like some of them that actually met here, like, I don't know Sierra Leone. To be honest with you, some of them have just heard of the country. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some of them don't know the language you speak. We're in the same region. They are not sure Whoa. if it's French or English. Whoa. They don't know because, like, the name probably sounds, sounds like yeah, uh, kind of French or yeah. some not English. Not English it doesn't yeah. sound English, so it's Sierra Leone. And you're like, if you're going Whoa. to say it with a French accent, Sierra Leone, <laughs> <laughs> Sierra Leone. So, so it's it's a little bit um, people don't know the, anything. We are in the same region. We know 
a lot about them. Yeah. Uh, they you guys are more curious. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the curious ones. They are not there because we know about them. But we're like, we just like to at times sit where we like just, yeah, you know, chill around a little corner because our corner is real little. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so they don't know, like, in the same region, well, other people in other parts of the world, like, can't blame them. Yeah. Well, basically, we are very small country, maybe with not as much impact to the world as other countries. Until Idris Elba becomes James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he'll soon be, he'll soon be. But that's the thing. But the thing is, I think most Indians have seen one particular movie about your country. Ah, uh, yeah. And they don't know about it. So, I think most Indians, most of my friends have seen this movie and seen your country and know about it, but they don't know it's here, Neil. You guys okay. know which movie I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Blood, I know Diamond. Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, country. Blood Diamond was this Leonardo DiCaprio movie about the Civil War, yeah. which was happening in Sierra Leone during the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And how the diamond trade and these big corporate interests were kind mm. of um, influencing why that war was fought and yeah. the influence of the diamond, illegal diamond yeah. trade. Yeah. on that and it dealt with a lot of things like child soldiers and the war in general mm-hmm. and the all the bad things was happening to us that yeah so did that war happen when were you guys born oh uh, I think luckily no I was it I was born just after that after period war, it yeah. did, like just after the period of the war it was just getting finished all like just finished I would say really yeah. 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 Yeah, the same I was born after it's just the, the same so the war was extended for a period of 11 years right yeah uh, about that about 11 years so. and what was it like living under that from what you well, heard from, from people that experienced it that's the reason why we love keeping our peace <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the main reason why we're we're tolerant to a lot of things amongst ourselves right now because we don't want to go through that again you don't want to go through yeah, the experience again so I can promise Israel can forever be and a peaceful country <laughs> what was was that so the previous war was that due to some sort of ethnic or religious division what started that what was the I, I don't think it was a uh, ethnic war tribal stuff I think it was uh, is it power related it was actually based on mismanagement I think of the government yeah, yeah it's like struggle for power it, that's for yeah, the government it, yeah. between different factions or yeah. militias what, what do you guys call it something like that it was like maybe a government staying in power for too long right. and then the people got tired of it uh, and then yeah. they decided to do a coup they had uh, a coup a coup and yeah. then it's led to one point and uh, where we discovered diamonds and then oh so diamonds weren't discovered until that point well maybe there was diamonds I'm yeah, not sure mostly, but, but during that period because but diamond was found in huge masses at that time right. in Kono I mean people I mean politicians and other stuff they wanted to get their hands on that diamonds and right. do, that actually destroyed a lot of um, developmental infrastructures that were supposed to happen at that point for us because so, of that let's call it greed yeah by yeah. Some yeah. yeah and it lasted for actors. way too long that war was not supposed to last for that long <laughs> it wasn't supposed to start it was not even supposed yeah, to start supposed to start but yeah and so what was the, um, how do you say, repercussions, both positive and negative from the war, which you guys can say? Like you told, you don't want to go back to war. That kind yeah. of mentality was established where people want to maintain the peace. What yeah. other long-lasting effects of that war did you guys observe? So firstly, there's no positive thing about war. 
That was yeah, that's that, a positive that's at all. That's so the negatives, it's a lot. Because one, it's, as I said, one government staying in power for too long and then got out and then left a huge mess in the economy. Like, there was a point in time when Sierra Leoneans had one of the best economies in, in West Africa. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there was a point in time we had, like, one leon, a dollar. What? Yeah, one leon, a dollar. Like the equivalent. equivalent one dollar is one, one leon. currency. Yeah. Wow. That was a point in time because, like, I think, uh, like, the second president, uh, Albert Magai, he was the one who changed our currency from, because we are using British currency. Oh, previously, pounds. Yeah, pounds. Okay. It was the British currency that we were using. Uh, um, he decided to change it to leons. Okay. So at that time, we had, like, a dollar uh-huh. to a leon. I mean, the, com- the economy was really great. We had lots of natural resources. Right. There is, uh, you can't actually name a resource <laughs> in the world that, that is, the probably, that, that is not actually in Sierra Leone. Gas. Iron ore, bauxite. Gas. Uh, the gas was actually discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bauxite, um, wood, side, wood all, tie. All these. Uh, almost uh, anything you can think of. Wow. Natural Ivory. Ivory, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I'm it not could, sure. it could be there. It could be there. Sure. <laughs> it's taken into consideration sure the presence of all these other yeah. resources. Well, lots of resources are in that country. I mean, it's it's actually a shame that we are suffering. Like, yeah, it's not it's not that developed the way it's supposed to be. It's a small but country. You're saying the trajectory was actually quite good once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time, it was, it was, it was really good. actually the best. Mm-hmm. Like in West Africa, in West Africa, in terms of education, education and everything, it was the best. Was like. With the British establishing their their colony, their educational system, right. it, we have a very rich history of educational um, like alliances with the British. Right. Like one of our oldest colleges, Fabi College. Yeah. yeah I mean, one it, of the oldest uh, universities or colleges yeah. in, 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 in West oldest, Africa. It's the oldest, not one in of the oldest. Africa. In no, West not Africa. Africa. In West Africa. In West Africa. Part of Africa uh, is the oldest college. Yeah. So the, I think so that means the British were really took this area as a priority. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. educating yeah. education the yes. was also and, yeah. a priority. Yeah. Other people from other West African countries, countries there. came there oh. to study and yeah. went back. And like we had a lot of well. literate um, from Sierra Leone. Like in, in the whole of West Africa, in all of Africa, in fact, we had a lot of literate people that came from Sierra Leone. I mean, yeah. the likes of uh, Sir uh, Samuel Lewis, who was actually like the Archbishop of the whole of West Africa. Okay. Yeah, I think he was a Sierra Leonean. Also, the likes of um, um, Davis Nicol was actually um, like a sect. Davis Nicol. It was a secretary, like a, a deputy secretary at the UN at the point oh, in time. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. So, Sierra Leone had some, even. Uh, Africanos hunting something like that. He wrote a book about um, medical in... He was a medical doctor. Right. I mean, we had a lot of uh, literate people in terms of medical doctors. Compared to other West African countries at that point. At a point in time, yes. At a point in time when there were no literate Africans. If you can look for a literate Africa, it will come from... Sierra Leone. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. And then did it all start to go wrong? Well... I think after independence, which was in 1961, yeah, after independence, things started going very bad, very bad, and it had it's the trend of a lot of post colonial countries in Africa, in Asia, all over the world. Yes, it's not something specific to Sierra Leone, but what happened after? 
well, I, if I can if I can go to a conclusion, which I think it's not possible, mm-hmm. I, I'll just say that Africans were not ready to control. To have total to control. Rule themselves. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's a very tricky thing to say. I'm just saying that at a point in time after um, 400 years of slave trade, yeah. I don't think that Africans were ready to take full control of an economy. Okay. You understand what I'm talking yeah. about? Because at that time, there were not like 100% literate people around. So what I, I think what I think happened yeah what I think happened was that the British decided to give them f- not not full power it was like half power oh really yeah because they were actually puppets in the British sense yeah. after uh, even independence. after independence yeah, yeah even after independence I think uh-huh. yeah because what do you expect they will not leave them they, they kind to, of to rule on their own when they left us we were like sayonara bitches you take care of shit <laughs> literally that's it no indirectly indirectly I think they stayed indirectly I'm sorry indirectly Indi- indirectly stayed. yeah yes alright and then things started to go wrong mismanagement of funds because the system that they left it was good but like I said well, we were not really good the system that the British left because from what I understand every institution that the British made in a colonial state mm-hmm. was made for this one purpose that is extract resources sent mm-hmm. to a different country so yeah. that means you have really great ports you have really great railway systems mm-hmm. you got really great people of native cultures who helped in doing this particular job which is get resources from this country but other resources like educating the natives healthcare for the natives and social institutions which actually uplift people from poverty mm-hmm. British didn't have to prioritize that because that wasn't what was, was not their priority in these yeah. colonial countries yeah, so yeah. that is why there's a trend of post-colonial countries going into chaos right after independence because if you look at the number of countries that actually succeeded after independence succeeded in the sense didn't have war and the economy slowly stabilized and went up yeah. it's, a com- it's a very minority at least yeah. in the first few decades compared to the that, 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 compared to the co- countries that actually had to go through war or conflict coups power struggles and all that yeah. so from what I understand the colonial mach- machinery was never designed to help the natives yeah. transition into a system of power but it's interesting for me when you said that the British didn't hand over power completely in 16 no what I meant about when I, what I meant about that is it's not that I'm saying that they stayed and mm-hmm. we are overlooking uh, the economy what I'm saying is that there's this thing called neocolonialism yeah like it's uh, you know what that means right? yeah, it's the sense that like after colonial times it was not 100% fear in terms of in in terms of economy right. in terms of playing uh, like imagine a small country like Sierra Leone which is like close to how should i say it's like moscow let's say it's like moscow, <laughs> moscow yeah. has imagine like people yeah. okay less than moscow. less than imagine moscow imagine a country less than moscow Whoa. trying to compete with other countries in yeah. terms of economy how do you expect that country to it's cope really, up? it's really hard i mean they just left right and the bot they were actually competing with us in terms of economy how do you think that will work it will lead to a collapse definitely and it did collapse it did definitely at a point yeah. in time it did collapse i mean that was just what happened after colonialism they say okay you you are ready lead 
<laughs> but then they stayed around and they sort of controlled the economy. Yeah. Because most of the things that were shipped from Sierra Leone goes to Britain. Definitely. So they have that. They can kind of control That the is control. They are yeah. the only person who yeah. buys from you. So they kind yeah. of yeah. have that control. And economy is the most important thing yeah. in the yeah. country. Once that is compromised, it's, it's compromised. Everything will fall. Everything will come going down. And what, how about now? Are you guys optimistic about the future of Sierra Leone as young people who are growing up in Sierra Leone? I'm optimistic. You're optimistic? I am. <laughs> there is no other choice I could say because we, there's only one way to go <laughs> forward forward because I think we've gone backward uh, like for for a whole long years. time we've been we've been going backward I think like we our backs are against the wall right now we can't go any any more like you know backwards but I think I'm optimistic because uh, we have the there's one thing that we have right now that I think that can drive us forward that's the desire to mm. go forward the desire like especially amongst the young generation and you, when did you start noticing that desire? well let's say in this millennium period mm. It's, that's, people it, actually want to especially the young generation uh, those that probably didn't uh, maybe notice the civil war Right, but like there were there weren't actually like grown ups during that those period, and some that were just like born during those period, and some right. immediately after. But mostly born during those period, and now twenties, thirties, and like just like the youths and young adults of the country, okay. there's this drive to make things better back home. Yeah, yeah. that's there's, why you guys are here, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> there's, there's there's a huge there's a huge drive because ah, I respect that because. Uh, you know, you can fall into that cycle of pessimism and hopelessness, but to get out of that, it's quite difficult. So when, like you said, as a group of people, you decide to get out of that, I think it can only mean good. Yeah. I hope so. It's, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic that's, because that's there's no other, you know, there's no other thing to be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> How can you say that in Russian? <laughs> Not a prosta bit optimistum. <laughs> Okay. Option so, yet? Yeah. It's it's just it's just that's the way it goes, because we we have it's it's got to change. There are a lot of things that's that's got to change. A lot of things that have got to change in our country, and we are hoping that it gets to it that gets point. Better, yeah. yeah, we are seeing, but it's just that you know it things. Time. It, it, it's it's. Uh, I've always been saying this. I always say this. <laughs> <laughs> I always say this. It might it might probably might not be. During the, the the total, if there is, I don't think there's a total revolution that's going to take place in any. I think evolution is already happening. Yeah, yeah. it's I, already. In, I prefer so. evolution over revolution. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm an evolution guy. Okay, let's go. So evolution. You, think, you see the thing? It's it's really a step by step thing. It's going to be difficult. It might not happen in our lifetimes to see that Cyrilion that we want to see. I'm actually positive that it might happen in our lifetime. Well, it will be, it will be absolutely set, great also. The new set of generation also. of... Yeah, uh, it will be great. Yeah. I'm just happy that you guys are thinking long term. Yeah. <laughs> it will be really great. Be, you know, because the country, the thing is, it's a small country and with a little population and we basically we're, we're not saying we're in direct competition with anybody with other West African countries but in that in that bracket you can say uh, uh, like you're looking at each other or right. looking at stuff yeah. like obviously so, they have been influenced because they yeah. stand next right next yeah, to you yeah and basically you know there are a lot of things that we share 
with some of these West African countries, right. you know, like share a lot of things there. There are some people that you can you go to they can be Sierra Leonean, Guineans, Liberians at the same time, Ghanaians, yeah. <laughs> Nigerians. It's like a whole place and so you look at these countries, they've got uh, a bigger population, yeah, bigger land size, yeah. and the economy is definitely it's it's Nigeria's the biggest economy in Africa. Africa yeah. Yeah, yeah, the economy basically is going to be bigger because of the population. Right. It, take for example, let's say India. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> let's say for example, everything is on a level playing ground. Like, um, let's say you've got a dollar for every single person. Right. Let's say you've got a dollar for. Like, let's say you've got a dollar for every single um, Sierra Leonean and every right. single Nigerian. Right. Uh, and then, let's take uh, the musicians, for example. Mm-hmm. Let's take those in the in this entertainment industry. An artist in Sierra Leone who's got 7 million. Let's say everybody listens to his 7 music. 7 million subscribers. 7 million subscribers, okay. listeners and okay. everything. Okay. And an artist in Nigeria who's got over 100 million, close to 200 million listeners, subscribers or anything like that. Right. And you've got to put your music out there. And let's say the currencies are the same, equal strength. The Everything is the same. Economy, power, growth and everything is the same. Right. Somebody in Sierra Leone puts his music out and it's going to get 7 million 7 million, let's say, dollars. Let's say it's in dollars. And somebody in Nigeria is going to get nearly $200 million. So everything is equal, but because of the population size... It affects. It affects it. So our musicians or our businessmen or our... Your talent. Yeah, it's not going to get as much appreciation. It's not going to get as much... uh, you recognition. know, recognition is not going to mm. get that much, uh, you know, value and everything as compared to a country that's got a bigger population, a uh, bigger market and everything. So it's one point. We are not um, having a negative side to a country's small, uh, negative, you know, you know, like maybe thoughts or whatever to a country's size or population. Right. We're just saying it's, it's a factor. It's a fact. It's nice. There are two. There are two ways you can look at it. Our country can be easy to develop because we are small. Easy to manage. Easy to manage yeah. because we are small. Basically, we are all like we all know ourselves. In Sierra Leone, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. We are like our like you can take us for example, our age bracket. Like we are mostly at times connected to to ourselves in Sierra Leone. Like you know somebody that knows another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like I come from a small town. I know what it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so you see. So it's just like that. You go to school with another person that yeah. went to maybe another school with another person yeah. in the past. So and it's like links are forming quite easily. Yeah. So we're a small country, we're small people, and yeah. we can be easily developed or managed. But then it's difficult to gain to build at the rapid pace. Yeah. But so, that's what I like. Like yeah, when you, when you think long term. To be honest with you, I like the country is small. Okay. And to be honest with you, it's a wild thought, but I think I like that our country is at times unrecognized. Why? <laughs> like because I'm having this feeling that we are gonna like 
explode. When he, when it comes to the proper time, the right period, like we're going to explode, and we'll be like, "Where are they from?" <laughs> and you, you, yeah, I'm happy because yeah, that's possible. It's it's really possible. It's something. It's it's way way possible actually because yeah. we're small, we've got small people, and like, where is this going to? Where have they been all this while? And most people outside of Africa haven't heard of Sierra Leone if you're not connected to I Africa. I did, even if I'm a <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> so, so you, it's, I, I like it that way and mm-hmm. I, I, I've got a good feeling about things in these yeah, periods. Yeah, like countries like Singapore, Hong Kong, yeah. they're like great Rwanda, examples. Rwanda and yeah. Countries that actually like, like just all, blew up exploded like that. Yeah, just exploded like that, just like that. At one point. Yeah, so yeah. I've got a good feeling about that. We can do it, I think. I like so your optimism. Uh, yeah, yeah we... <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it. And the thing is, Cerulean's, uh well, Africans in a way, we always stay, but we love our countries. Like, I love my country. Yeah, I love my to country. Be, to be honest with you, I love Cerulean. I can I can never dare not to go back. Uh, <laughs> to be, but it's just this thing of things getting out of hands. Maybe at times things getting tougher, so people yeah. finding greener pastures yeah. and stuff like that. And, but it's a country that's very beautiful to live in. Close to your heart. Very warm to strangers. Oh, and the people mm. there. I, I, I the need to people. talk about it. I'm, I'm planning my trip right now. <laughs> how to come to Sierra. But before that, I need to ask you about... I read about how the tolerance thing you guys talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, as, as, from my research, Sierra is like 70-something percent is Muslim. Yeah, yeah. And Close to that is 60, 70. 60, very, 70. Yeah, yeah. Very, the remaining yeah, very are Christians. Right. Are you guys religious? Yeah. yeah so, oh, yeah. Sierra Leone is a very, very, very religious country. Oh, very, like, <laughs> very religious and so, so tolerant also, even given the fact that it's... Um, Which religion, religion are you guys? Um, we're, we're Christians. Christians. We're Christ- yes. Okay. And Sierra Leone is a Christian country and recognized as a Christian country in the globe, UN and everything, but the dominant religion there is Islam. Islam yeah. What would you attribute this tolerate, tolerativeness to Blin? I forgot the English. The tolerance. 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 <laughs> yeah. So tolerance. I think it can just be um, attributed. So you were asking about maybe the positives that we took from the yeah, Civil War. Yeah. I think that could only be the positive, our experience and what we learned. To tolerate differences. To tolerate differences, yeah. So, like, the tolerance in our country is basically connected to connected to things we learned during that 11 years period, even though the war wasn't as a result of uh, indifference between religion or ethnicity. But we've learned from that, and we don't want to go to that period because of anything. Wow. So the tolerance is as a result of that, and we've got, there hasn't been any direct clash. Yeah. At times, it tries to sum up, but it's always controlled and everything, and there is no problem. You know, Muslims live in harmony with Christians. Our friends are Muslims, right? Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really beautiful. Like, I love to say, that's one thing I'm proud of in my country, the tolerance. When I was reading it, that was like a point, like religious tolerance. Religious tolerance. Quite something important. It's it's, it's very beautiful there. So, would it be fair to say it came as a consequence of the war or that tolerance or was it like inherent to the population even before that? Yeah, it was It was before. It was before before the war. Yeah. There's always been, there's always been this uh, religious tolerance. Sierra Leone hasn't been a country 
that has got indifferences when it comes to religion. Yeah. In fact, before the war, there were three religions that existed there. There was, yeah, this ATR, African traditional religion. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not Islam, that's not Christianity. And it doesn't exist, no? It doesn't. It's actually gone obsolete, like, maybe this thing. So, yeah. basically, we now... What, what do you mean obsolete? Like, it's out... Like, it's outdated. Like, like most people don't, don't engage it's, in right now it's ah, either okay. yeah, everybody yeah everybody in Sierra Leone is either Muslim or Christian ah. if you don't if you think to yourself that you don't belong to any of this then you don't belong to religion basically you're an right. atheist I would say <laughs> right. so it's only Christianity and Islam ah. and these people live in harmony Muslims get married to Christians it's, that's completely chill yeah, it's it's, it's, common. it's like basically it's, it's not thing. we yeah. don't we don't see it as a difference. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. Like you we only see it as a different like in conversations like this. Ah. It's never it's never Whoa. a thing. Dude, that's so cool. Though. Yeah, because it's always like in, no in thing. the case of marriage, because in India that's like a deal breaker for most Whoa. people. That's like yeah. a deal breaker. <laughs> like people don't even care if if that clash comes in then the consideration doesn't go past that for a lot of cases. And it's a cost a lot of friction with a lot of people. It's, it's really like interesting for me to realize that it's even with there's one it's not like 50-50 there's a majority population, there's a minority population around 70-30, but still that and we, we all tolerate each other like we all tolerate kind of celebrate it respect yeah. like give respect to that other religion the other religion gives respect that's, to ours that's yeah that's even in, nat- in national celebrations uh-huh. there's always a point in time where they're calling for Muslim, Muslim and Christian, and Christian prayer. prayers I mean it's, I, it's national celebration I don't understand like, like in holidays any sort, any in sort some of national occasions like, like some Independence Day yeah Independence Day, Day. Yeah, so, yeah. let's say opening a ceremony okay. like anything that is happening in uh, it's really great it's really that great that way because the that country happens. has never been led by a Muslim leader never hasn't right I, I think it has I'm not sure it has okay and Tijan Kaba okay Tijan so now the, the, so now the country is regarded as a Christian country well, because, of the the globe, British, because of the British because of the British everything yeah. and most of the most of the leaders that we have that well, we why have is had. that what, what do you attribute that to because of the British I think no I mean no it, through elections you, you said most of the leaders you had have been have Christ- been Christians yes yeah, to be honest with you most of them like mm-hmm. with I think maybe a few if you can actually check I don't I don't know the others but one that well, he has named uh, but most of them have been Christians and but it has got nothing to do with the fact that the country is a Christian country as uh, I don't quite understand what you mean by a Christian country because for me let's say if it's a Christian country that means the majority the major- people are well that's the thing well no. that's the that's the it's because of the institution that were established yes like in terms of institution like in terms of let me say the churches they were built with this sort of um, background yeah can you understand what I'm trying to no, say no I don't quite understand like how should I say like in colonial times right like the religion that was actually the dominant religion it, it, it was Christianity all, it, it all you know so like maybe that's again the colonial goes, stuff you know in, in normal sense you can say a country is an Islam country a Muslim country based on the dominant religion right in our case dominant mean majority majority yeah, yeah. Right. in our case it's quite different the, Mus- the Muslims dominate completely. They love Christians to. We don't even notice that the Muslims dominate. To be honest with you, except like you look at it statistically, yeah. because the Christians are as much, but there are a lot of Muslims in everything. But then, 
like if you check you look you try to study the country you try to know like key facts mm-hmm. um population currency religion right. you find out that it's regarded as a christian country but the, the majority are muslims really? it's it's because of the colonial you know and everything it's really strange for me it's strange but yeah. that's that's how deep the tolerance goes wow. yeah, yeah so so it's got it's got a whole twist to it but it's beautiful Tolerance is, is Tolerance is one of our riches. <laughs> we are proud of it. Yeah, it's another some sort of resource. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Proud, yeah. yeah. But like it's nice. Quite a resource that, you know, which is quite in scarce in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. It's better that way that tolerance is tolerance should be something free to yes. everybody, you know. Because that's tolerance goes in besides religion, it goes in in all other ways. It goes to race, mm. racial tolerance, uh what sexual tolerance, gender, yeah. in it, it should be free. But in our country, we've got definitely because of our religion, because of the re- the religious background and everything, we can only have religious tolerance and ethnic <laughs> tolerance. <laughs> we can't take gender like this. Um, how is it called? The LGBTQ. <laughs> uh, what's the scene? Oh, how are, uh, we are religious, so we don't even speak about that. That's a no go area. It's not common. It's not. Common. That's a no go area to our side even conversations about it is kind of (laughs) nope just imagine a country that is 99% religious Mm -hmm. whether it's Islam or Christianity it's like it's religious those religions have the same view right Regarding regarding this topic, so, so it's a no go. You can't you can't be that, and you expect to be like you. you we allow you to go about. Uh, it's it's there's a human rights stuff in our country. You're free. Yeah. There are actually these people in our country, but then you can never have a conversation by saying you can what be legalized. It's that uh, that's not. We can't allow that. Maybe be legalized or be allowed to do this and do that because you have your free rights. You have your free rights to leave. And they're not, like, prosecuted or... No, well, that's the thing. They're not prosecuted. In fact, there's not a discussion about there's it. There's no discussion. <laughs> that's even. the problem. You, you no try to bring up that discussion, we throw you out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no yeah. one listens to you. I because mean, like, it's, it's common, in a way. No, it's, it's like it's not common. It's not like, common in our country. It's not a conversation. Oh, now, okay, now that's it's the point. Not it's not common. Yeah, that's the word. It's not it's common. Not so that's why we don't even think about it. Because almost everybody is religious. So yeah. as a result, it's not common. It will be whipped out of you as you're growing up. There, <laughs> it's, it's not a conversation. That's what it's I'm conversation. I will say. It's not a it's conversation. It's not even. A, that's what I was trying to say earlier. You it's it's not a go zone for us. Yeah, whipped out of you while you're growing up. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. There, these people, there are few. Mm-hmm. Trust me, they they are like boys like that, girls right. like that. But right. it's not a conversation for us, really. Right. We don't take that as something that it's not for discussion because of the our religious hmm. stance we can't take that we don't prosecute it's not like uh, we don't chase you out we don't prosecute you you are allowed to live as you like in as that you aspect like, as you wish yes in that aspect you okay. can do your stuff as long as it doesn't interfere. incriminate or interferes with another person's privacy right. and stuff like that you're allowed to, but it's not up for conversation, really. Interesting. Because it's not common. Yeah. So. Even in India, it's not common, but I think, like, we allow the conversation to happen 
because because our country is small. Maybe with the, the trend of uh, yeah, the, way the, trend the new generation, like, no, it is. Like, I think it might be up. a conversation in the future. Well, it, it, it might it take might a while be. to be a conversation in Sierra Leone. It's got to be a conversation in a lot of European countries first, yeah. and then and then before going to because it's we are we don't consider these things. That's like the least of our priorities. <laughs> oh yeah we, yeah, we need to think about development. That's, that's yeah, something. So development after fifty years of mess. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work that has to be done, and I don't know. So on this, what did you guys feel when the entire world was talking about Black Lives Matter? As Africans, as people who were not, they wouldn't have to experience racism the way African Americans or African people of African descent in other countries have to do. What did you guys feel about that conversation happening last like, year? Black Lives Matter. Not racism and stress, but Black Lives Matter. We we just like watch. I would say just watch. Mm-hmm. Like watch and learn, but in in terms of what we can do, the people that are in that situation can do it. But basically, like on a very honest part, I just I just like learn from it and try not to be a victim from it and like stay my path. Right. You know, because racism, to be honest with you, as long as we are alive, as long as blacks exist, whites exist, browns, yellows, it's always going to be a conversation. Racism is always going to be part of our communities. Of human existence, unfortunately. Of, yeah, unfortunately. We don't yeah. we don't wish for, we don't pray for it. You can take it out of context, take it out of the recording, yeah. but it's always going to be. It just can get better by speaking about it. It's a very good thing that's come to light in sports, in, yeah. uh, in the political arena, in other um, sectors of life. But it's always going to exist. And we can only yeah. learn to make it better. And at the end of the day, people that are affected learn to live with it. Learn to live with it? Yeah. Ah, like no. like lear- learn to like absorb whatever thing, whatever feeling that you can get from it. Not being harassed, I can say. Not being persecuted. Yeah. But like learn to accept the fact that in one way or the other, as time goes on, it one time or another, it's definitely going to be something that you experience like mm. yeah for the fact that it doesn't go away means you're going to experience it directly in, 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 or in indirectly in a different society than yours yeah in my country there is nothing like that we don't have uh, we it, we have lots of things that we deal amongst ourselves in our yeah. country besides racism is not a no, conversation the thing is what you guys are leaving out is that um, racism I think the world the world that we are living now I think we should be past racism by now. I mean, after 400 years of slave, slavery, and after these post-colonial times, this um, movement in which blacks were trying to get identities along the way, I think it's time that it should stop. I mean, but yes, it's but it's unfortunately, sadly, it hasn't. It, it's... It hasn't. So, it's... It, I mean, it's... I, I should say that most people are not colorblind. I mean, there's this difference that yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this difference. I think there's it, this it, difference. It, it, the group mentality see. is ingrained into human the thought process. Like yeah. people similar to me are more willing to accept me. Yeah, people more relatable. Yeah, more relatable. People yeah. different from me are people yeah, who yeah, might be dangerous. Uh, yeah, but then exactly. it, it, it doesn't give the cause to 
yeah, to, yeah, to, to, I mean, one areas of stereotypes. I mean, how long yeah. do you think it's going to? Yeah, it's going to it's, change. It's it's a nice. I'm just glad that the the way it's being fought, especially in the Western world, right. especially in America, you, where you it's the center. You think that is the correct way to fight it? It's the correct way. Mm-hmm. Some people might argue that it's not enough, but right. it, it might, in some ways, yes, they might be right. But it's the correct way because you, it's something that you, for the fact that it has been around for so long, right. you can't just take it by the horn, just like and throw it out. Right. It's, it's going to be a gradual process. Going to be, it's a really slow process because everybody might say, you know, there's this thing you say, speech and speech and speech, but. There's no need to harass somebody. But then the stunts are right. In sports, you definitely know you get yeah. punished like severely yeah. fined the and name everything. Incident. So they're yeah. trying, they're yes, trying. Yes. Like, especially I'm I'm emphasizing in sports because that's the area where yeah. I can see the biggest stance has been taken. And a lot of young people are influenced by sports. Too. Yes, so so that's one thing. In the political arena in the US, it's getting thrown out like but the truth is, uh, one month, two months, uh, six months down down the line, another year, there's gonna there's gonna be another uh, instance. instance. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be another. And it still exists. It's, it exists, also, but it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. And the way racism was four hundred years ago is definitely not the way no, it is now. It's not the same. It's different now. Now it's, it's subtle. Yeah. One thing I just want us to accept, we just, what I said earlier is like, let's just accept the difference right. in that. Right. Accept the difference and know that it's it's the way it is because it is what it is and we just have to learn to live with it. Right. Not live with the harsh treatment because definitely those things are getting, a try to be thrown out. Yeah. But live with it and by living with it, everybody accepts. And when you accept the difference, you know that the difference actually doesn't make a difference. Understand? And we try to like live like in, in common ways. And like communities are getting mixed. Yeah. Races are getting mixed. You know, like you'd be surprised when you travel the world and you see. But in America, it's it's actually getting better. To be honest with you. Yeah, even in America. It's like now we have a conversation. It, it, it can get better than now. But in the situation, the way they're trying to fight racism now, I can live with it. Mm. The stance that have been put in place, I can live with it, honestly. Yeah. Because the the world is actually trying to fight that. That's true. It, it's not ignored. It's not ignored. It's not ne- it's it's a conversation now in every arena. It's a con- everywhere. Racism is a very sensitive topic. Right. And I, I, I appreciate everything that any organization and anything is put in place. Right. It's a very sensitive, even in your classroom, you can, in your classroom, like even in, I can tell you for free that even in class groups, class compositions and stuff like that comes up, everybody senses that it's sensitive. The tension. Yeah. yeah. Everybody senses in that. In Sierra Leone? In here, I'm talking in, in about Russia, Russia here. Ah, okay. Yeah, everybody senses that it's sensitive, and words start start getting like uh, edited. You understand? Some People somebody starts opening up. All what, the, you mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're trying to control what they say. You, you know what I think? Our Russian classmates still are trying to figure out how to share a classroom with people who are not Russian. 
it's the first experience for them too to be in a classroom with people from other races. <laughs> okay, other okay. So they are also kind of like, okay, what can I, what jokes can I make? With yeah, you don't know <laughs> your, you don't know your culture, you don't know yeah, your tradition. Exactly. And I think, I think that's going to like get better in some time because they yeah. are still trying to they're adapt in, to us. They're yeah, adapting yeah, to yeah. us they're the same way in, we're adapting to Russia. They're in the biggest transition. Yeah. yeah. They're in the biggest transition. So, guys, let's plan my trip to Sierra Leone. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should definitely come. You I can tell you for come. free. I think I've, um, I've mentioned this to you. I've got an Indian uncle. What? In my country, I've got an Indian uncle. Like, what do you mean like, an uncle? Uncle, like, that's directly related to my dad. He calls my father as his dad in our country. Well, like, so, wait, wait, wait. So you're related to an Indian person? In a way, I can say he's my uncle because uh, not like related by blood or whatsoever. Ah, okay, okay. Okay. So he he's married to a Sierra Leonean. Ah, okay. He's basically now settled there. He's uh, He has his business. What do Indians do in Sierra Leone? Business. Business. <laughs> yes. Most of them yes. are involved in uh, business. He's involved in the pharmaceutical ah, okay. businesses. He has businesses. He owns uh, pharmacies in that part of the country. So, And my father is also a pharmacist okay. so in that aspect. So he calls my father. He basically consults my dad for most things okay. and everything. And uh, it's like family. Oh, like I can be honest with you, I'm not I'm not personally close to him, uh-huh. but the way he is close to my father, like I don't want to get that, but it's it's really 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 close. Wow. I can do whatever thing, take whatever. It's like family. Does he speak Creole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He speaks Creole. He speaks perfect Creole. If you <laughs> so come to come to Sierra Leone, he's gonna be the first one to learn Creole. No, 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 he took my yeah. tongue. <laughs> yeah, his name. What's his name? We call him Vicky, basically now. But Vikram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. So he's like, he's a nice, like really, really nice, nice, nice yeah. man. A really nice guy. Very down to earth. Yeah. Uh, very humble. It's he's a really nice man. And what do you guys make of Indians in general? Or Indian general? Indians. Yeah. We, uh, we they're nice people. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you for sure that there are some people in really that love India. Yeah. Yeah. It's like especially the girls and the ladies. Yeah, I still don't understand why African girls watch our bullshit cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put that on record. <laughs> when I was young, I used, I used to go I to the to cinema just record, to look bro. Indian movies. Bro. I used to go to the cinema just to uh, get an Indian, Indian movie. Movies? Yes. I've never been a fan I, of I mean, an Indian it was, movie. It's, I, it was exciting. I, I'm Indian. I've I never been a fan of Indian movie. <laughs> I, need to I mean, put this just like the dances, the singing, uh, the, the, the drama. I mean, who doesn't like it? It's fantasy. That's what I, I yeah, to too much fantasy, too much fairiness. They say in the movie, it's an escape from reality. Hence, I love yeah. That's what I don't want. To, I don't. I don't want. To, I love movies that show me what that movies yeah. that show me like the real, real stuff. Real story, yeah. I'm not. not what uh, movies are supposed to be. <laughs> no, about. I mean, I, it's, I, it's, I, it should. It should be an escape for you to get somewhere but, where. But, yeah, it, it should no, be an escape. It should be an escape. It should be entertaining. I mean, if it's realistic, it's, it's, yeah, it's entertainment entertaining. Can, can be real. No, realistic. Sports it's is real. Entertaining. It's entertaining. I mean, life is entertaining. Sports is life. No, no, no. no. Okay. Life yeah. is realistic, but not entertaining. The two sides. The, you know, in a way. The two ways. But okay, yeah. in, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opinion, actually. But Indian movies, you can't take away what somebody else yeah, likes. likes. Yeah. So, but, I don't like Indian movies. I watch some of them that are good. There are some that are good. Some yeah. that have got real life. Real life. There's a, I've got a favorite Indian movie. Which what, one The is? Three Idiots. 
Oh yeah, the three idiots. So it's it's yeah. it's not it's not a fantasy. <laughs> the three idiots is a real. It's, it's something dude, that's I real. Used to Oppression from like, lecturers. Operation from, yeah, you does, know, uh, so it's a real life <laughs> stuff, and that's why it's I, my favorite. I, I, I actually am from a university which is portrayed in that movie, it's like Indian Institute of Technology. Okay, um, and unfortunately, one person from my department actually did commit suicide. Oh, so, so it's, it's real life, very stuff. real. That movie, it's very funny, very entertaining movie, but it's very I real. love that the movie. Stress that but these, the through. ones where they've got too much of fantasy, yeah, dude, I, 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 I dare myself to watch it's like <laughs> eating too much chocolate. Too much, and too then you get sick. But what is wrong with too much chocolate? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, Listen. what is wrong with you guys? What is wrong with too much chocolate? <laughs> so, um, one thing before we end up, we'll wrap it up very quickly. But before that, one dish from Sierra Leone that I absolutely must try before I die. Uh, what one is it? Dish. Ah, uh, I think you should try cassava leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah you should try cassava uh, leaves, man. Cassava leaves? Yeah, cassava leaves. Cassava leaves. Yeah, yeah. leaves. You you want me to eat leaves? Oh man, it, you should you just try, try the dish. You'll know, cassava you'll know leaves. The, I mean, <laughs> literally a leaf. <laughs> no, it's not a leaf. It's the way. It's it, it's actually used to prepare a dish. That is um. What's a uh, dish called? Like a soup. Yeah. Yeah, it's ah. used to make. We use the leaves to make Dude, a soup. Is this papaya? I know. No. I don't think it's papaya. It's cassava, it's cassava leaves. I don't know. It looks like a papaya plant. So you make like a soup with it. Yeah, make a soup with it. It's delicious. I mean, it's like the most traditional. It's uh-huh. the the most traditional you can go in Sierra Leone. It's uh-huh. really food. nice. You get this in Moscow. Uh, no, something just similar to no. it. Oh. Don't get it. This can be get. This can be it Yeah, it's like a curry and like um. How do you say it? Uh, Chamandi, that's what we call it in Malayalam. Okay. It's like this grinded thing. Yeah, yeah we grind, grind it, make soup out of it, to eat it with rice, and it's oh, it's, it's delicious. Really beautiful. Wow. It's delicious. Yeah, it's so delicious, you know. I miss it, you know. <laughs> you should eat cassava leaves. <laughs> and um, what is one place that I should absolutely visit when I'm in if I do come to Sierra Leone? Please go to the beaches. Please go to our beaches. you want to visit? Yeah. Want to visit. Go to our beaches. Go to our beaches. <laughs> like, walk around the beach, the sand. It's beautiful. We've got a lot of beaches in the yeah. country. Yeah, we do. Like, so, so many beautiful. Like, spread around the country, but mostly in our capital. Freetown. Mm-hmm. And I also heard you, you guys got chimpanzee research. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, it's we a do. sanctuary. Have you, have you guys, like, played with chimpanzee? No. I know. I've never been there before. I haven't. I haven't. I would, like, yeah. Like shake hands with chimpanzee oh. and see if a chimpanzee is actually smarter than my five-year-old cousin. Uh. <laughs> They say chimpanzee has more intelligence than a seven-year-old kid, but you know. yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know actually. That would be an interesting thing. What else do I have to ask you guys? Yeah, mm, yeah. I think I just covered everything. What? Like it just so that we're on current affairs. The Ebola outbreak of 20... Which year was it? 2018? 2014. 14, yeah. 15. Was it anything similar to what we are dealing with right now with COVID? Uh, Ebola, I think Ebola was more um, horrific, I mean. Yeah, I guess It was very horrific. Ebola was uh, deadly, if I could say. Deadly. But in terms of... uh, Effect on the world, uh, definitely COVID has got bigger effect. Definitely, yeah. because it's a global stuff. Ebola was just like centered around the Africa. area West Africa yeah. and stuff. 
but then it, it, did it go away? Is it like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it went, it went, went away, away. It went away. In terms of uh, what maybe right now the death toll that COVID is getting on the world, mm-hmm. you can say it's also deadly. But Ebola was like Ebola was wild. Yeah, you people were scared of Ebola. Yeah, people were really scared of Ebola at first. They didn't know how to tackle the disease because was it was no very new. Right. I mean, it's, it was strange. It just but took us out of surprise. Touch, not to air. No, not to not air. air. Touch. Yeah, was touch. I, I mean, with the, the way our transport system is, the way we have, um, I mean, people clustered uh, with yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, I know it that was feeling. scary. It was uh, really scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, but it was, it was, it was a time to, um, like sit and reflect. It was another heat after our. There was nothing probably that could hit us besides after the civil war. No, the war was. So it was something that was natural, if I could say something not man-made. If it wasn't, so there was this um, disease. <laughs> so it, it actually placed us in a state where there was a little bit of regression again. Yeah. Things started. Yeah. To be honest with you, things started moving uh, a little bit faster forward, and then Ebola. Yeah. And During then Ebola happened. Yes, and there was a regression mm. also, and yeah. and after the that regression things, I could say things got um, worse again, but then it, there's a there's a better knowledge on how to deal with downbreaks now in our country ah. like getting up from you know did it, help, did it help during COVID time your experience from Ebola I think it, it, it yeah sort of because but it's, it's, it's a different game COVID but it's, it's a different it's, a, it's but definitely a different game people must have treated it more seriously after the Ebola yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's there's this what um saying well it's just a saying in our language now that goes if I if I survive Ebola I will survive COVID and you know what that means now. I know what that <laughs> so, means so, so, so it's definitely something that we can go through wow. it's definitely so because in our eyes to be honest with you what we see forgetting the fact that covid is something global but in our eyes i think ebola was deadlier mm. yeah because it, it really dwindled us population wise oh. yeah population wise and it hit people and like i i haven't i personally the covid in my country i don't know anyone that has been affected personal personally i don't know anyone that has been affected or died mm-hmm. from covid yeah in ebola i knew people well yeah i knew friends who and did it like the sort it didn't matter with social class you're from it was oh it, no like, uh, no, no okay so, doctors died more oh, so then. Yeah, we lost a lot of... Um, no, it's like, if you live in a more sanitary condition, does that make you less likely to get Ebola? Or was it like, anyone could get it? No, it's people... not about sanitary. I mean, the way Ebola it depends, stopped, it, depends, yeah. it was about contact. contact I mean, yeah. it's contact, you just came in contact with someone oh. you, you don't know. So Maybe it's like slogan, giving a friendly... Or, a slogan in a and then it happens. Don't touch. That was don't touch. The thing. Yeah. Don't touch. So, it's like pretty much COVID, but the masks are kind of useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? It's actually no improved our it was only um, washing sanitary. Hands. Yeah. Washing yeah. Hands. yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of washing of hands. It's improved the way people think about sanitary. Yeah. Like they start putting water at every entrance every in every entrance building. You have, wash you have to wash your hands. You have to do the sanitary practices yeah. that will help to reduce the disease. I know like so, what we are doing right now, in a way. Yeah. Not yeah. like in principle. Yeah. In yeah. Codes. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah, that's what it is. That was my last question, guys. You guys have anything to say to the audience about Sierra Leone? Anything <laughs> you guys want to add? Well, just that if well, I would just say if you want to, 
if you've got any plans of visiting a country in, in Africa, Sierra Leone should be your number one stop. <laughs> it's a very beautiful country. One, it's so friendly to strangers. Right. The environment. You guys speak English, which yeah. after living in Russia, it's like, uh, how do you say it? Big thumbs up. Uh, it will speak English, so it's beautiful. And we have this very warm um, environment. Right. Like, the climate is good. Right. You know the the tradition is good, right. and when you go there, you'll be like you'll have a lot of fun mm-hmm. in Sierra Leone. To be honest with you, a lot, a lots of fun, and you'll be very, very welcomed. You have a good time. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. If I'm lucky enough to come to Africa, I'll definitely come around Sierra Leone. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice place. Those are one of the those are some of the things I'm proud of in my country, though. Really, if you're actually looking for somewhere to visit or to get some sort of, uh, how should I say, maybe some uh, historical, you know, background or mm-hmm. of some sort from a country, right. you can find it in Sierra Leone. Right. I mean, with the beauty uh, in Sierra Leone, with the mountains, right. I mean, you should check out the mountains. Uh, with the, the beaches, right. oh my God, with the food. With the people, we have the warmest people in the world in Sierra Leone. We have, it's not a joke, like the most friendliest, the most friendliest uh, type of people you can actually come in contact to mm. as Sierra Leoneans. We know how to take care of strangers. Right. Yes. To be honest with you. It's how we take care of anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it's in Creole. It means oh, what we, say in Creole? We, we take know, care of yeah, neighbors. We know how to take care of neighbors. Yeah, strangers. Yeah, strangers. Yeah, strangers. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a beautiful place. It's a small country. It's small, warm, cultural. It's diverse. Right. I mean, it's as almost anything you can think of. Right. So making it a stop, it's you will not regret it. Believe me, you know it's, it's like I mean, you know, as we're speaking of how warm our country is, I'm yeah, having the feeling. All. I'm having the feeling as if I'm a stranger to my country and I'd love to visit it again. I'm so missing them, really. That's what Russia does things. too. Oh yeah. We're, oh, the weather. Oh my god. The weather is good. <laughs> the weather is good. <laughs> so so warm and you know. Yeah, I missed that man. I mean, like, at this point in time, you just you can go out to the beach and have some sort of sunbath. Oh man. Yeah, it's god. really good. Oh man. I mean, it's so usual for you to wake up in the morning, see people jogging, going to the beach, and yeah. having some sort of get together. And ah, uh, and it's a nice. It's man, you nice. should you should check the beaches. You should invite more Russians to this place, it. man. Russians like that kind of place, don't they? Ah, yeah. yeah, they love countries like this, but <laughs> but then they hardly leave theirs. Yeah, so, that's true. Hardly yeah. leave theirs. <laughs> They prefer yeah. being in the cold, actually. They love warm, but they prefer being, <laughs> being in the, the cold. cold. <laughs> That's true. So, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Unisa, has been. Thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Thomas, my brother, my <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Welcome, Sam. <laughs> Welcome, Sam. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and um, I hope I get to talk more African countries very oh, soon. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, bro. Thank you for your time, guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs>